Hello, my friends. Welcome to Detox Podcast. This episode is called The Things I Never Told You, and I'm excited for it. (laughs) Here on Detox Podcast, we dive deep into my poetry collection, Pick Your Poison. This is a poetry collection that I wrote when I was a few months before I got sober, still drinking every day, and up until about five to six months of sobriety under my belt. So this poetry that came into this collection is very raw, right in the thick of it. I've said before, there's it's until now when I read these poems again with some distance from them that I really realize what was going on with me, what they truly meant. Because when you're in that really intense emotional state, you are just dying to release some of it in any way possible. And for me, poetry was very effective. And so it was just like this emotional, mental garbage dump onto a piece of paper. And until I could look at it later and be like, oh shit, okay, yeah, no, that actually makes sense. Oh, Denise, that's kind of deep. You know? So I've had a ton of fun doing this kind of stuff, reading my work again two years down the line and, and just seeing like, holy crap, I can see what was really going on. And I called it Detox Podcast because, of course, like, you have the the relationship to, like, alcohol detox, the detoxification of the, the mind, the body, the spirit once you enter into recovery. But I also wanted a way to say I'm, like, undoing the poems, like, deconstructing them, taking, taking them apart and and analyzing the truth and the emotion behind it, which essentially is what we do in recovery. We take all of that toxic shit out and and we reveal the truth that's underneath and we can see what was really driving us the whole time to participate in these negative patterns or um, engage in addictive cycles, you know? So... That's where I came up with the idea for Detox Podcast, the name, if you're wondering. (laughs) So today we're just going to jump right in to the poem, Things I Never Told You. And I'm going to do the whole Rob Bell thing. I don't know if you listen to Rob Bell. He's like my complete podcast idol, but he always has paper and he always like, can you hear it? Can you hear it? The real paper, (laughs) this real book that I have. (laughs) So I have my physical copy of Pick Your Poison in my hand. It's got so many little earmarks and and tabbies and it's folded up and so many finger marks. <laughs> if you own this book, you know just how fingerprinty it can get. It's got this strange matte cover that just really loves the oils <laughs> on your hands. It's so it's hard to keep it clean, but I I like that. <laughs> it's hard to keep clean. And it's okay. It's okay if we get a little bit messy. Just gotta like, roll with it. It's, it's this book is help for anybody who has perfectionism. <laughs> okay, here's the poem. Things I never told you. I've commandeered the Nike water bottle. I know it's yours. I'm sorry. 
but mine's still on my side of the bed, sweating fumes from last night's gin. That's it, just those four lines. I'll read again. I've commandeered the Nike water bottle. I know it's yours, I'm sorry. But mine's still on my side of the bed, sweating fumes from last night's gin. Now this is a true story. I have this awesome Nalgene water bottle that has like this great little mouth on it. It's really, um, it's really wonderful for drinking. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds kind of weird, but it's, it's this perfect mouthpiece that delivers water into your mouth in the perfect amount. Like it's, it's not like a wide mouth or like a, one of those like sucky water bottles where you have to pop the top and like suck on it to get the water out. It's like a hybrid and it's so good. Um, and I used it all the time. I used it every day for water. But let me tell you, by the end of my addiction, by the end of the active addiction, there was this time where I should have been in bed, as per usual. I should have been sleeping because I worked really early the next morning, as usual. But I couldn't deny the deep craving for more and more alcohol. I couldn't stop. And so my boyfriend's in the living room. We lived in this tiny little apartment. It was like 500 square feet. So in order for, like, it's impossible not to be caught grabbing a drink from the fridge or pouring a drink. Like, you're right there. You're together. There's no hiding in that. So this time, what I did was uh, when you were at the sink, there was a wall between the sink kind of like a little jutting out wall that if you were right there over the sink, whoever's sitting on the couch was out of sight. You're kind of hidden. So I went to the sink and I grabbed this water bottle and I, I ran the tap as if I was filling it up, but instead of filling it with water, I filled it with gin and I took it to my bed. It looked like water and I sat in my bed watching TV, as I did every single night, and drank this gin. I think I was watching Westworld at the time. <laughs> Not remembering Westworld at the time, you know? Or it was Black Mirror. It was one of those. I think it was the B episode. Which is crazy to me that I can even remember what the hell I was watching but perhaps it imprinted on me that whatever I was doing was incredibly wrong and incredibly deceitful and made me feel horrible. And I drank this gin and it wasn't pleasant. Like I have never been much of a, I'm going to drink this hard alcohol straight kind of person. I always wanted to be. Like with bourbon in the last episode, by the end I was drinking it, you know? because it was like, cool. <laughs> That's fucked up. But, um, my God, I, it was not pleasant, you know, but I was like, oh, there's a part of you that goes like, oh, why haven't I been doing this all along? And what a dangerous, gross thought that is. Oh, why haven't I been doing this all along? It's so easy pouring this gin that looks exactly like water into my water bottle. And it's called Things I Never Told You because this is something I've never told my boyfriend. I didn't tell him the reason why I took his water bottle the next day because mine was still sitting beside my bed like with residual gin in it and I 
I couldn't bring myself to touch it or wash it out or whatever. So I grabbed his Nike water bottle, one with a top, one of the the pop tops with the sucky sucky on it. (laughs) That's a technical term, by the way. The sucky sucky. (laughs) And that water bottle stayed there for a while. Um, I have a problem with cleaning. I'm not very good at it. And as soon as I put something somewhere in my mind, it's like cataloged as complete, you know? When you set your your plate down on the coffee table in front of the TV, it's complete. It's not complete once it reaches the dishwasher. It's complete when it sets itself down on the coffee table. And then I grab another plate and it adds and another plate and it adds, you know, until all of a sudden all my plates are on the coffee table. And I've been really struggling with this for a long time because, you know, there's this thing where people are like, oh, well, like being messy is fine, but as long as you're not dirty. And I'm like, okay, what does, like, what's, where's the line with that? Because there's food on my plates, you know, they're not like pristine just washed plates that are stacking up on my coffee table, you know, like the cups have residual like Coke or juice in them because I didn't put them in the dishwasher, you know, like what? And I, I carried this around. People would say this to me all the time. Well, as long as you're not dirty. And like, I get that it's like to be dirty is gross But then I, like, internalized that, and I was like, okay, I'm gross. I'm this dirty human who can't do anything right, who can't keep the house clean, who can't keep things in order. And, like, my life looks like chaos on the outside. Well, guess what? My life looked fucking like chaos on the inside. I've been organizing chaos in my head for a very long time. And the outside kind of starts to match the inside. And it doesn't feel wrong, you know, because it just, like, is a mirror reflection. Everything feels like, oh, homeostasis. I don't know. But, yeah, um, that was a complete tangent. (laughs) Things I never told you. These lies. These things that we do to get away with during addiction you know I'll just excuse that that's someone throwing garbage away (laughs) they're being clean you know so their friends don't call them dirty I get it (laughs) um I hated lying it's not me it is not me it feels like in my gut, like I might as well have just stabbed myself in the stomach because it just feels so painful and wrong. It's not a pleasant feeling for me whatsoever. And it, and it creates distrust in ourselves when we are constantly deceitful. We want to be honest. We want to show up as pure, authentic, 100% ourselves, but when we have this thing inside of us that overrides everything and we need to feed it, we'll go to many lengths to accomplish that. 
And I know that I was never into, like, um, other drugs besides alcohol. But I know that things like cocaine and other drugs become so insidious in our minds that we have to we have to lie and and we become so ashamed that we keep lying because we don't we feel like there's this thing that we can't tell anyone <laughs> excuse me this thing inside of us that's so horrible that if anybody saw it and they really saw what we were doing we would lose everything. We would not be understood. We would not be heard. We would not be seen. We would be thrown away like trash. We would be dirty. We wouldn't just be messy. We would be dirty. Because other people, they're allowed to make mistakes. They're allowed to be kind of like, you know, a hot mess. But... We, we're so judgmental of ourselves. We put this horrible pressure on ourselves that we need to be perfect, but we're not, right? We, we know this. We know that we've made mistakes. All of us, all of us who are in recovery or in addiction, there have been choices we wish we didn't make. There's so many mornings we woke up and we said, this is it. I'm never drinking again. This is it. And by the time the afternoon, the evening hits, that is out the window. It's like we never even had that thought in the first place, right? And we just keep over and over and over denying ourselves what we truly deeply know is what we need and what we want. And we choose the opposite. Choose the opposite, choose the opposite, choose the opposite. And and we can't trust what we truly want. We feel like we don't know what's best for ourselves. We and and it feels scary when we think about other people because we've at least I always thought that people saw me they saw the darkness inside of me this like slithering inky blackness that was so apparent to everyone and I was just waiting for the shoe to drop you know I was waiting for someone to be like hey Denise like I think I think you need to make a change or I think you need some help or like what can I do for you you know, but I was always waiting for it to be harsher than that. Like an ultimatum. I was waiting for an ultimatum. I had an ultimatum that worked for me in the past. I was 15. I was self-harming. I was in my first, like my first love relationship. And my boyfriend said, it's either cutting or me. And I chose him because when you're 15, it's your first love. You would cut your arm off. You know, I mean, parallels aside with that, but um, like I did everything to solidify my relationship with that boyfriend. I dropped my friends. I dropped my beliefs. I actually didn't have beliefs or like any semblance of boundaries or opinions back then. I just adopted his because at that age, how do you even have that? How? I don't know. So... I was very, very impressionable back then, and he impressed upon me. And when he said, cutting or me, of course I chose him. 
I couldn't live without him. My life would be nothing without him because I identified so strongly with him. I was waiting for somebody to be like, it's drinking or me. I was waiting for that. But now I see in retrospect how unhealthy that is because an ultimatum never is the healthy way to break out of a cycle. It has to come from this deep, deep down desire that comes from you, that comes from within. And of course that desire is there if I've been, you know, waiting around for somebody to be like, hey, I see that spark in you. Maybe you should listen to that. Listen to that whisper within. Listen to it. You know, you can be brand new. (laughs) Shout out to the whisper poem. That's a good one. (laughs) Oh... Yeah. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. (laughs) Staring at my room and how messy it is. Just being amazed at the sunlight filtering through the curtains. Just illuminating a little sliver of me. I feel so whole. And recovery teaches us to listen to these things, these things within. It teaches us even deeper that deception feels wrong. I've been contemplating doing a bit of a, um, a venture into YouTube land as like a complete alter ego of myself. I won't tell you what it is, but (laughs) I don't pretend to be someone that I'm not. You know how we always have those kind of like fantasies? I don't know if you do, but I've had them a bit where you like go off to like live in London And you change your hair color, you change the way you dress, you change the way you do your makeup, you change your name. You know? You don't tell anybody about yourself, really. Could be fun, right? And that's sort of what I'll be doing on YouTube. But... I feel weird about it because I've like bought all this equipment (laughs) to make videos and I've been concealing it from my boyfriend because I don't want anybody to know but we live together (laughs) and and it's really reminiscent about how I would conceal things like drinks from him and it's kind of pulling on this weird gross nostalgic string in me you know it's like why are you lying why are you deceiving why 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 this is bad. This is going to blow up in your face. You're bad. You're bad. And I'm trying to work through, like, why am I feeling like that? I even had this weird dream because of it, because I was, that I was, like, this escort living with him still, but, like, entertaining, like, female and, and, and male 
sexual partners. It was so weird. But it was definitely coming up because I was like pretending to be somebody else. Doing this thing. And like it's all in good fun. It's all like a creative venture where I get to like change my hair, do my makeup differently, not use my real name. People, everybody does that on YouTube, right? Like nobody uses, like some people use their real name, of course, but like it's fun. But there's this piece of me that's like, this is not harmless. This is not harmless. And I'm like, why? I'm not doing it to engage with other people on like an intimate level. so strange when we have these residual reactions within ourselves like the poem bloody mary midnight where i can't even go to the ice cube tray in the freezer without being hit with this like punch of guilt for late night sneaking around trying to make drinks without making a sound you know so weird that we have all of this like in our bodies we need to like move it out I'm going to yoga tonight. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it out. I teach meditation tonight. Um, not when this airs, but tonight it's Thursday <laughs> when I'm recording this. So I'm excited about that. But it's cool. It's cool we get these moments that come to us and it's just like, what do you feel? What do you feel? Why do you feel like this? And you get a chance, a sober chance, to look at it and work it out and realize if it's just like a residual emotion that just needs to be cleared out or if there's some truth behind it. Whereas in drinking, I just drank at it. (laughs) I feel horrible, I drank more. I feel like I'm deceiving, I drank more. You know? Just drink it all away. My goodness, we are blessed to be in recovery, hey? We don't need to sneak around anymore. We don't need to hide things. We don't need to fill water bottles up with gin. How There's so much freedom in that. Just relishing in that idea right now that I don't need to fill a water bottle up with gin tonight. That I don't need to do anything deceptive tonight in order to make it to sleep, to make it to the next day. I can just be truly, perfectly me, leading from my heart, doing things that make me happy, teaching meditation, working on writing or or internet marketing shit, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm working on myself versus destroying myself in these moments. And I think that's so beautiful. We get so much in recovery. I honestly feel like it's like selling our souls a little bit, you know, except for the soul gets sold first, not 10 years later. You're like, I'm going to cash my soul in for 10 years. And once I get it back, my life will be fucking awesome. That's what I feel like this is. You destroy yourself. You destroy your relationships, you destroy your family, you destroy your career, your home, you destroy everything. And then you're left with this sort of like beautiful mess and you can sweep up all the pieces and make this interesting little glass statue out of it. I don't know. (laughs) I'm like sitting here like pretending to like 
pick up pieces and like put them together. <laughs> but it's awesome. It can hurt like hell. But there are so many good parts to it. Oh, that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to relish in all the good parts of it. The beautiful, spacious, free parts of it. And that's what it comes down to. We, we pile so much garbage on top of ourselves, like, oh, this huge to-do list. And, like, in order to be better, I need to do, like, X, Y, and Z. And I'm not measuring up. I'm not doing enough. People aren't seeing that I'm doing the hard work. But really... All it comes down to is the fact that you don't need to fill up your water bottle with gin tonight. And that's enough. Things I never told you. I've commandeered the Nike water bottle. I know, it's yours, I'm sorry. But mine's still on the side of the bed, sweating fumes from last night's gin. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week. See you next time.